What's up, my party people? It's your boy, Darshawn Smith, back again for another episode of the Positivity Hour, specifically episode 72. As you can see, the, the medium is a little bit different. I'm on Zoom, and I got a guest. Introduce yourself. What's going on, Darshan? It's uh, great to be on, but just introducing myself. My name's Naeem, and I'm actually your brother, <laughs> and I'm, uh, yeah, obviously from Iowa, too, but now I'm currently down in Houston, Texas, and I go to Rice University. You know, uh, I had mentioned, you know, we, we, we support, okay, we support you. But um, like I was saying, I guess I forgot. Uh, I'm Darshan Smith, otherwise known as the Positivity God, or exclusively on this podcast, this Big D. But um, let's just roll the intro and hop straight into it. So, woo! <laughs> All right, we're back. Um, so yeah, how has Darshan and now Naeem been over this last week? Um, I've already talked enough. Naeem, tell us about yourself, okay? Who are you once again? You know, for all the people who didn't hear, you know, 30 seconds ago, uh, let them know who you are, uh, your age, your current situation, and just how you've been personally over this last week. Yeah, man, uh, just, I guess, a life update. So I'm currently 23 and I'm at Rice University, which is located in Houston, Texas. So really, I started a master's of accounting classes this last um, fall. And there's it's a three semester uh, program. And I also play football um, down at uh, Rice. And so I just yeah finished my last year of eligibility. I currently have not been picked up by a professional football team, which sucks. But I'm going to just keep pounding the stone. And I've just been working out just hoping for a call and you know got some side hustles that we got going on so i don't know if we'll talk about that but no yeah, we will just, we will that's a, that's a little bit about me and i mean i'm doing well man just another day just with the grind and just get after it what about you though uh you know me i'm staying positive you know i'm living my best life or i'm trying to you know i i think the thing i even fall victim to which i'll, I'll admit on this week's episode is um you know just being a little too positive like it is okay to not be okay is what my friend jennifer fairman once told me and um yeah i agree with that but ultimately speaking life's good life's great i'm still here i woke up this morning i got air in my lungs and that's another opportunity to be successful so um that's how i've been over this last week um academically i'm doing great i got a summer class coming up in like three weeks four weeks so it's gonna i got a nice little academic break um, I start my working in my research lab um, next week, so that'll be cool. I'm doing five to ten hours there. I can add that to my academic resume. And what's, uh, that, the, what's the class uh, in three weeks? Um, it's uh, I forget what it's called, but it's through the Public Policy Center here at Iowa, um, and it's all about you know uh, people who are interested in research and want to be future researchers and just like learning the process of how to do social science research as well as um just like finding sources or networking with other researchers or things of that nature so i think that's one thing i've i've really come to find um more important uh from all of your teachings to me and i am uh this, i'm giving you your roles okay so what i'm saying i'm giving you your praise uh thank you for waking me up from the matrix and showing me a better life you know because um although um, I could say I, I may not always want to go like super head over heels into real estate or, you know, the stock market or all of these things. I do have interest and I want to I want to, you know, go down this realms or these realms rather, um, though. I definitely am interested in research and there's a lot of overlap, you know, um, Frida Lynn, the director of graduate studies uh, at Iowa for the sociology program. She put it to me short. She said, when you're a social scientist, you're an entrepreneur. You know, you got to you got to build your brand. You know, you got to build your character. You got to network with people. You got to, you know, be good business. You got to do good research and you got to be, you know, you know, be good people. And I think uh, a lot of what you've taught me has, has helped me in the business sense because I'm trying to be rich, um, but also in the other sense of like doing good quality research with other people all around the world and not just like locally. So thank you. Yeah, no, nah, man, I mean, shoot, we talk about stuff all the time. And I mean, like, really, it's just us trying to better ourselves. And 
I, I, I mean, obviously I'm a little older than you, so I feel like I got a taste of this stuff. I think you eventually would have got to this point, but yeah. it was something that like, I just came into contact first. So just so happened. And I was like, I know you're such a good kid. You love learning, like you love just being you, you know what I'm saying? So I knew you were going to like enjoy, you know, whatever material I put in front of you. Mm -hmm. No, no, I, that's a big goal of mine. I want to learn to the day I die, you know, doing something, um, you know, currently. Yeah, if, you, or, if, if you stop learning, you're just lying to yourself. Like, pretty much. Because you, uh, I want to say it's uh, like Plato or like somebody, you know, some philosopher mm -hmm. from, you know, whenever, a long time ago, basically <laughs> said, like, uh, just like only like a wise man knows that he doesn't know so, pretty much uh, another way of saying that is uh, I don't know what I don't know yeah exactly Think about it that's fire that's heat <laughs> but um yeah so I, I don't really have you know uh, a script or anything to say you know maybe one day I'll get there but right now the the un the unstructured interview is going good and um I think it really does go good simply because I want to be a qualitative researcher in life and that involves you know interviewing people um i'm not sure if you know naim i guess this is this is one thing we'll we'll use to go down the rabbit hole with whatever we talk about um excluding your business moves as, as i've put in my little notes i've come up with um is uh, i interviewed geneva actually you know our stepmom yeah. um she's a she's a assistant county attorney here in iowa and i i did that for a uh uh, a class project and it went really well. So, um, being that you have your own podcast that I would very much appreciate if you plugged at this moment, um, whether, whatever you want to say, you know, the floor is yours. Like how, how does it, how do you feel as a, you know, interviewer yourself, you know? Yeah, that's a great question. Cause you know, you definitely learn a lot from the whole process, but I guess if I'm going to plug my own podcast, it's called the green light real estate podcast. And, Currently, I, I'm thinking about changing it because I want to talk more than just real estate. And like, I literally just had you on an episode and we mm -hmm. really didn't even talk real estate. Nope. So <laughs> I'm, currently, I'm currently working on it, but I think I'm going to call it the Elevated Edge uh, podcast. And basically I talk about real estate. I get professionals that come on and talk about their experience. And a lot of these people have like 20, 30 years experience and like are really, really successful people because they've done this for numerous years and then there's like beginners that uh give their experience so now i talk about books that i think have been really helpful to me and uh just everyday life life and i talk about actually like the nfl experience of trying to go through pro day and what i learned through that whole process so yeah that's a little bit about myself and they're a little longer than your episode so you know you definitely gotta like sit back some will be like you know 30 minutes some will actually be over an hour so it just kind of depends but i have 26 or We'll be 26 once we drop your episode. Fire, fire. So what I'm hearing, Naim, is you're a one percenter. How does that make you feel? Uh, I mean, it it would be nice to be in the one percent, you know, but I think one percent just means that like might not necessarily mean monetarily. Um, because like I'm not making money off this podcast. So uh and you're talking about in regards to the podcast, correct? Yeah, yeah, no, I just said it yeah. very broadly to get some sort of reaction yeah. out of you. So. Yeah, so that's what, so, because, like, I showed you that stat that, like, if you yeah. uh, down or upload over 21 episodes, you're in the 1% for podcasts, but really, it's just the beginning stages, like, there's so much that you learn along the way, if you listen to my first few, they suck, you know, it's- <laughs> Same here. Yeah, it's, a, it's an experiment the whole way, like, you find out what you uh, are, like, successful at, because you even mentioned this, like, you know, Anchor is a great app to have because it shows you kind of like your demographic, what people actually like listening to. And what I found out is my second most viewed one was uh, of me and five other guys talking about our NFL Pro Day experience and like what went into the process. And I don't even talk about like, you know, trying to play football at the next level and stuff. So that's something that you know, I think can add value, whether I talk about, you know, being a D1 collegiate athlete or like what it takes to try to get to the next level. So yeah, there's a lot of things that, I mean, I want to talk about like health and fitness too, 
Um, cause that's something that I love and, you know, my business ventures. Mm -hmm. We'll definitely get to the business ventures, but you know, since, since you brought it up, let's talk about health and fitness. You know, um, you, you, you've seen me over the years, you know, I, I wasn't always a big kid and then I got to be a big kid and then I was a smaller kid, but now I'm a medium sized kid, but I'm going towards the smaller kid thing. So me, myself personally, I think, you know, um, along with, you know, my academics and, um, you know, getting my funds up. You know, I think health is very important because what's the point of being smart and educated as well as having more money than you know what to do with if you on your deathbed at 33? So like like how 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 do you like what do you have to say about the importance of health like in your life as well as the current status of um people in our own society, you know? Yeah, Obesity I, is real, okay? Yeah. And that's so taking it and looking at society and I might not be right, you know, but if you look at it, I feel like it's just a trap because we have all fast food around us and like it's quick and easy. So a lot of people resort to that because, you know, it's quick and easy mm -hmm. and normally it's cheap um, and you might not want to spend an hour to make food for your whole family. And I think the sad thing about it is, is that like, I feel like the U.S. just lets it happen. Yeah. You know, with all these fast food restaurants, because honestly it funds healthcare. it funds different things because now guess what we need more people to go to hospitals because they're obese and they're having health issues so it literally i feel like obesity has somewhat funded like the whole healthcare, medicine industry like all that so obviously it's really sad to see that because as a whole the united states like even though we're literally like the richest country we're also like the fattest country so um and it's something that I've seen firsthand people struggle in my life. Like whether we want to talk about, um, like my own mom had struggled with obesity and I know hundreds of people literally that, mm -hmm. you know, struggle with it. And, um, like, for example, for her, she had, uh, she, she won't care, but like she was upwards of like 250 260, and now she's like 140. Cause she like dedicated herself to, yeah. you know, she just had a wedding and you shot the, uh, photos that in like she really dedicated herself to like losing weight over time and um so i'm really proud of her for example like that's a success story um but even though it's a success story it's a whole life you know so you can lose weight yeah that's great but how can you sustain can you maintain it mm -hmm. yeah and i mean and i've seen it with you d like you definitely but at the same time when you're younger like it's all on your parents mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's your parents habits because as a kid you don't know better so like when you're overweight and i was even overweight actually when i was a you know sixth grade and my mom threw me in boxing yeah so i lost uh like 15 pounds and that really like and then i got a little taller so i like literally was like skin and bone like i looked like it you know it's like i i looked like an actual athlete compared to just uh you know like you know, uh, a little overweight, but I think everything has to do with your habits. And one of the biggest things I'll say, cause I just train for my pro day. Like I'm in phenomenal shape right now. Cause I've been training twice a day, pretty much for the last six months of my life. Um, I'll say that sleep is really important and making sure you have a precise like schedule. Cause I mean, I'm busy. I had classes I was taking while training. So it's like, all right, like I need to get eight hours to make sure I work out and you might you're probably people listening you're probably not gonna work out as hard as I did because obviously I'm training to like play sports but you want to get on a routine where you're at least working out 30 minutes a day mm -hmm. um, so I, if you want to ask any more questions I'm just gonna stop it there and then you can keep rolling off yeah yeah I could go all day yeah I, I know you could that's why I asked okay we got to fill some space up somehow um but you know I do appreciate that and you know I, I think that um, something that, you know, I, you can provide some commentary on, um, that helps people, you know, lose this weight is having like that support system or like that structure in their life, or just more importantly, people that can like hold them accountable. Um, I think that, that, that point cannot be underscored, you know, um, when I had lost a lot of weight, you know, before, you know, I gained, gained my COVID 40 back, um, uh, I, I, you know, I worked out with people, you know, I had people I would see at the gym, you know, we'd work out three hours a day, you know, or six days yeah. a week, you know, every day is unhealthy. Yeah. And and that's, that's a big thing. I want to say like, for example, so I'm talking about pro day right now. So like, that's basically 
for anybody not that doesn't understand like that's like the day for all like people that just graduated from like your college pretty much and are trying to declare for the NFL it's basically where they go in front of scouts and do a whole bunch of testing like 40 uh, vert test you know uh, do skills and like drills type stuff and uh, I think I learned a lot throughout this process so I'm trying to like apply it to how an average person could use it and it's completely a support system like you said because I had five uh four other guys around me and like they held me to a standard and kept me accountable and I still work out with one of the uh, one of the guys currently and we both didn't get picked up and like that's what's feeling us so like you need to make sure that whether it's like you're joining like a fitness center that has like a good group maybe just to start out or you go with a friend I feel like that's the biggest thing but really working out is important but it's a hundred percent your diet it's what you consume it's how much you consume America consumes way too much food way too much processed food processed food makes you fat that's what it is yeah and um like that's that's the thing like a lot of people need to get more vegetables in them and like some of the fruits you actually need to be careful with because like a lot of the fruits that you think of are actually really high in sugar so you want to try to stay away from sometimes actually some of those especially when you're not on like a like not an athlete per se because mm-hmm. um, sometimes you need sugar to like feel your body and stuff definitely you got to watch the carbs when you're not working out as much too because that's going to kill you so like making sure you eat lean protein uh honestly try to stay away from red meat i stay away from pork like dad always like obviously religion reasons i think he stayed away from pork i don't really know i'm mm-hmm. not gonna ask i don't know either but, to be honest with you yeah i don't know either but like uh personally like i mean i'll eat pork occasionally but it's something that i don't like i try to stay away from yeah and um even like just Eat salmon. If 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 you can afford salmon, eat, just eat, eat salmon. salmon every day. Just eat salmon. Yeah, I, it it's it's a process though. Like you gotta you gotta track what you eat at the end of the day because mm-hmm. it's literally it's ninety percent of it is eating. If I if anybody like you gotta look at your diet. That's just the biggest thing that I can say for anybody. I can't really lay out a specific plan for you because everybody works out different. But exercise and diet. And just stay the course. Can you do that for years on end? Yeah. Um, I had someone say to me at some point that if you're eating food that doesn't spoil in a week, it's not good for you. You know, um, that just kind of gets at the whole process thing. You know, you definitely can get some freezer foods that, you know, you buy in May of 2022 that don't go out until 2024 or something, you know, well, they may have put something in that to make it last a little bit longer, but Hey, who's, who's counting, you know, not me. Um, so yeah, with all that being said, we're going to go back to your support system type thing you were mentioning, uh, and flip that, you know, now to the business side of things and specifically your new business venture with your partners. Uh, would you like to talk about that at all? Yeah. So, I mean, it's something that I've kind of always had in the back of my head. And, you know, for anybody listening, I guess like the big thing that I realized during that COVID summer, like Green Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he talks about like the importance. Basically, there's a cash flow quadrant if you look at it. And I and a business owner is on like the right side and like the self-employed and an employee ENS is on the left side. You don't want to be like, you can be on the left side, but you want to get to the right side. And basically like an I is for an investor on the right side, if you're understanding, and you want to be like an accredited investor. So that's basically, there's uh, certain thresholds, but basically it's based on how much money you make in a year. And uh, like, it's long story short, like you want to get to a point where you can be an accredited investor or a business owner and a business owner ultimately you want to create systems in place to not work in your business or not work in your business but like on your business so you want to be clearly so other people are operating it so that's kind of like where i've came from like i want to get things in line to where i can and a group of guys and i can 
not have to work in the business because currently we're working in the business but like talking about the actual business it's called lsnw and it stands for let's start new wealth and it's an llc so i actually created all the paperwork and stuff i just took a class on it so um you know had the guys go over it just to make sure i was doing everything right but it was a whole process i learned a ton of valuable business information because you know there's steps that you gotta do you got open up a bank account like a business bank account you gotta keep my transactions separate from the business like because there's a thing called a corporate veil and if you pierce it then people can come after your assets if you get sued sorry i'm going all over the place no this is on topic naeem the people want to hear this it long story short like it's uh just llc that we created we're in Houston. It's three other teammates. One just graduated, like with me. Two are still on rice, and their names are Jordan Myers, uh, Trey Schumann, and Lamont Narcisse. And yeah, so we're literally just trying to raise capital from investors. And we actually just got our first location. It's a place where we train at in the Woodlands. So Woodlands is 30 minutes north of downtown, 45 minutes ish. Um, and we train there. So we got a location there. We're actually looking at a top golf right now. And we just raised 20K for it, um, which is pretty cool. That's fire, actually. And uh, yeah, so we're in the process of buying it right now. Um, so hopefully that goes through because uh, the revenue on that is over 3000 a month. So that'd be pretty big. Yeah. Um, so Good RRI if you do the numbers right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um switching you know uh themes here um let's talk about gold and silver okay i i know i know you uh, and if you said you've listened to my podcast and such um I, i've talked about you and your interest in gold and uh silver and just you know physical things you can hold in your actual hand yeah. um so I, I since we're here i'm gonna let me pick your brain real quick like why why are you into gold and silver more than let's say just investing in the S&P 500, you know? Okay. Yeah. And so I'm going to go back a little bit just to get under, like give you guys understanding of like why I think the way I do. Robert Kiyosaki kind of does this. And I think the biggest thing is, is that I want to own real assets. I want to be able to physically touch it. So I can literally go to the woodlands and touch my machine. Like I literally own that. Now, when you talk about the stock market, that's like paper money. Like it's, it's not made up, you know what I'm saying? But like, you literally like, it's made up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like, I physically can't see, I can physically see gold and silver. Yeah. Now, full, full disclosure, I've only been given some gold. So nobody robbed me, please. (laughs) But, uh, I actually own silver. I, I, I actually, I don't even hold that at my home. So good luck but anyway uh so that's why i'm really big in liking like real estate i want to be a business owner because like i literally like own the business and like there's assets with that business that come along and um yeah so that's like what i'm attracted to as a investor and it's okay you can love the stock market like i think the s p 500 like basic stocks like eat like they're fine um i just it's di- it's different because all I'm gonna say is that being like a true investor, that's not being like a true investor almost in my eyes. It's like a safer play, which is cool because you need like some safer investments. Um, but like I see gold and silver as like just something that is a store of your wealth, not necessarily because you're not gonna get dividends from it every quarter or mm-hmm. every year. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not paying you money to own them, but it's a way for you to be able to just hold a physical asset and since the beginning of time what has lasted gold and silver so do you think all of a sudden it's gonna like go to nothing and i will say i'm a huge fan of silver you can get it for around 25 an ounce and so i i've been buying normally in like 10 ounce increments i would grab one just to show you uh but i'd have to give up get up and um, but we, anyway, we got like, time. We could talk about Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like anyway, yeah. So you can literally buy it in like uh, ounce increments and stuff like that, like ten ounce, hundred ounce, depending on how much money. But when you're in investing, like you gotta make sure you save up 
a emergency fund. And that's something that I'm struggling with right now because I am going to talk about, I've invested in Doge because <laughs> I got greedy. Yeah. And uh, I had like over $10,000 saved up, man. And like, it burnt me. Like I'm, I lost a lot of that money and it was just because I was greedy. I didn't think things through and I just not educated. And if I, I, if I had to do it over today, like I wouldn't have done that. And so it's, I'm glad I did now because I'm 23 and learning and like, I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm not absolutely struggling, but uh, definitely like make sure you have an emergency fund that you can go back on and like try not to touch, but it's there just in case. Um, so yeah, like I'm definitely a fan of silver cause it's cheaper. So if you're on a college budget, like we are, you can get it for 25 an ounce. You can get 10 ounces for $250. So, but the only thing that you need to know, like there's little coins that would be like the ounce, but the premiums are a little higher. So like, let's say silver selling at 25, it'll be like a $7 premium compared to if you bought a 10 ounce, like block, it'd be like, you know, my fault. I don't even know how to make a little block <laughs> be 10 ounces, but uh, the premium would be like, three dollars an ounce or something like that so it'd be just cheaper so if you can buy more bulk then i would suggest that so start with silver and obviously i'm not a financial advisor i am not a financial advisor i will be someday i should be um but make sure you do your own research because that's really important um but i i like silver and at the end of the day something you can start out small with and just continue to grow over time I respect that. All right. We're, we're going to move on to another topic that you just slightly brushed upon real quick. But but first, I got to take a drink of water, you know. Mm. Stay hydrated, y'all. Okay. Drink your oh, water. And and for, uh yeah, get rid of pops. Get rid of juice. Like, try to drink as much water as possible. If, if, you're, not, if you're not peeing water out, you know, if it's not clear, you drink more. Okay. Yeah, if you can smell, if you can smell your own pee, then it's it, bad. It's bad. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bing bong. Oh, we're gonna move on. Okay. So, um, next topic here. Um, Lord, there was literally something I was about to talk about, but I forgot. So we're gonna move on to the, one of the next things I had on the scripted uh, half of this. Uh, this is a semi-structured interview, I guess technically speaking. Harkening back to 20 minutes ago when I said what kind of interview this was. Um, let's talk about your goals, Naeem. Okay, so obviously you had brushed on, on this, but you know, um, uh, what what are what is what's like the next goal you want to achieve in the short term, and then on the flip side of that what's what's your end goal like what's your i've made it moment you know in life yeah that's a good question i mean the biggest thing right now is i have like i'm kind of in this weird transition where i didn't get picked up from an nfl team and like don't know what necessarily is going to go on so regardless like i have a internship coming up in june just as like a you know, safety net, I'll be able, it'll be a tax position, make some money, you know. But the biggest thing is I just want to find a full-time job at this point. Like it's a point where whether it's full, like I want to get paid for playing to play football or pay to just like, you know, become like a CPA and start working in uh, real estate or tax or something like that. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, that's just fine find something that will make me some money because I'm to that point where I just like, I want to get to that point where I start to feel like a man. And like, that's something that I feel like is important because I'm, I'm to that transition where, yeah, I just got one semester of school. So if I got picked up this fall, then I won't finish it because I'd like to play football and then I'll just come back and finish it later. But basically, so find a full-time job. That'd be nice. Get paid, get paid to play or um, get the dope. Yeah, um, but long-term wise, I mean, I just want to be able to be financially free, really just be comfortable. Um, like, regardless, I want to enjoy what I do. I want to be able to travel the world. Like I have, uh, you know, a girlfriend of six years and uh, we live together and that's like, we have a vision board and we want to be able to travel with each other across the whole world whenever we want. So I feel like that'd be uh, really fun, you know, have a whole bunch of experiences because I feel like you only get one life so you definitely want to be able to travel 
do whatever, um, see, have experiences. And that's something that I'm big on mm -hmm. financially free from the aspect of I can be detached from, you know, LSNW, but still make money from it, you know? So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. my LLC. So, you know, build that up and do well enough financially to where we can, uh, you know, be able to choose if we want to work or not. I mean, I, I, I think I, will always work because I am passionate and like, I actually enjoy this startup already. And like, I could see myself doing 20 of these just because it's like, I'm hungry and I like doing this stuff and uh, I'm learning so much along the way. So really that's, that's about it, man. Just be able to spend time with family. That's another thing. Like, yeah. I respect it. I respect all of that. And uh, I would like to underscore that as something I think most people should uh, uh, strive for in life. I, I know me personally, I do. We talked about this when I came on your podcast, but I'm trying to retire when I'm 35. And for me, yeah. retirement means uh, being financially free. That does not mean I don't want a job. That just means if I, you know, the, the vision I had in life, uh, if, if that doesn't go through and I find myself working some job i don't like by the time i'm 35 i would like to be able to not even put my two weeks in and just walk out of there and like be uh, this isn't for me you know and just go try something new okay, different realm maybe i need to go manufacture paper okay or wind turbine blades or something i don't know i just like i would say like my ultimate goal in life is i i want to see how many college degrees i can get you know like that's how you know i got too much money is when i got like 100 degrees you know i just want to be educated uh i guess is is uh is 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 my version of it but yeah speaking on something you had just brought up here now uh now though naim um you were talking about tax uh working with taxes and such and uh i know you are a person who um uh has some views on taxes okay so i just want to ask you a couple quick questions about it um yeah do you pay tax <laughs> no i'm just joking um Obviously you do. I would hope. I will. I will. Cause like, obviously I have an internship. So, you know, if you're making money, you got to somehow. But, um, if a person is, I mean, being that you're a up and coming entrepreneur, I mean, you're doing the thing, you know, um, that's part of the business side of it is, you know, uh, finding ways to maximize profits. We'll say, um, so for, from your perspective as a, you know, business owner, uh, with, uh, partners, that are raising large amounts of money thus far and actively investing them in physical assets. Like how do you think, um, especially, I don't, I don't know, uh, Texas's tax laws or anything, but could you like provide some insight? Yeah. I mean, so definitely I'm, I hate politics personally. Like I'm just somebody that I, and we might have completely different views. D like, I honestly don't know, but I really just don't like, the whole like government i just think that a lot of things are just window dressing for mm -hmm. like what's really wrong in the world um so like i'm just somebody that just like i just really don't keep up with politics it's just i feel like it's just something that's really unproductive and uh but from uh personal experience in like texas texas has really favorable tax laws and that's why you actually see a lot of people moving here right now like for example Houston, Houston was either one or two on the list of most moved to places in this last year. And like, that's why you're seeing people move from California. That's typically what happens when, you know, you have like a democratic, um, you know, like California is going to be more democratic, Texas, more Republican. Uh, you're going to see more like favorable tax laws with that, just in general. Yeah. Um, once again, I'm not political, so I don't. It's okay. We really we care. we like all viewpoints here, Naim. Okay, if you want to yeah, get controversial, like, get controversial. No, but like if you if you're running a business though, like that's why people are actually moving to Texas and the cost of living too. You gotta look at that. Like the cost of living in California is insane, and like you can live in Houston, and Houston might be a little bit of a grimy city, but it's a place of a ton of opportunity. Like it's literally the energy capital of the world. Um, you know, like there's so many opportunities here, literally like millions. I think it's what the fourth largest, uh, state in, uh, or yeah, fourth largest city in America. So, yeah. um, yeah. So just with tax law, it's, there's a tax law that has a bunch of code and something that I've learned cause I listened to a CPA named Tom Wilwright and he's kind of like a rich dad advisor. 
and he has a, like he has podcasts and I think a lot of things that I listen to are controversial sometimes and like that's good because you and there's some that I've heard there's three sides to a cone or my fault there's three sides to a coin heads tails and on on the outer rim of it on the side and you want to be on the like outer rim the side of it because you want to see all viewpoints and uh that's just something that with tax i think that's really uh intriguing with um texas in general because i think there's something to where i i have to look into it and if you're in texas make sure you find a cpa that can really tell you but for like a llc I could make, we could make like a million dollars in total and we wouldn't pay tax, uh, state tax on that. So it's like, really, this is a place to be if you're trying to run business, long story short. I respect that. Yeah, more questions in regards to tax because like I can talk on like some of it. I don't know everything. Yeah, yeah, but- yeah. No, I would say like this, this is just very infor- informative. And I think I, I want to, you know, highlight something you said there is understanding all viewpoints and that's what i try to do on this podcast you know i want to bring on people i completely disagree with in life and i'm not saying i completely disagree with you naim we have a lot in common you know just because we grew up together uh to some degree um but also you know that is something i i do say to folks and people just think i'm crazy especially when the topic of politics comes up you know um i i lived i i'm technically like a registered independent okay um, I, I'm not gonna lie. I do vote a little democratic, but I do watch Fox news and like actually try to keep in contact with the Republican folks. You know, I lived with a Trump supporter and I, I, I do, you know, literally put myself in a situation to where what you just said is, you know, the, my reality. So I, I understand the importance, but I, I, I just try to do my part to, um, tell people that consistently, because it is something that I think, especially uh, nowadays, and even more so uh, throughout the pandemic, has been, um, uh, you know, brought in or raised to has been raised to another degree is, you know, partisanship, whether it just be over like simple, basic things or just like how how at times we forget that we're all citizens in the same country here. You know, like we're arguing over simple things or what have you. But like you said, you're not political, so we won't get into that. And I'm not political either. OK, I'm a sociology and African-American studies major. I'm not no political science major, but um, I, I do think, you know, um, politics are important to some degree, but um, there is benefit on uh, turning a blind eye simply if you want to live a happy life, because as they say, ignorance is bliss. But um, yeah, yeah. And just adding to that, it's just like it's cool if like you're political. Like, I don't have no issue with that. It's just something that like I feel like, like I said, like there's just a lot of window, <clears throat> excuse me, just had a voice crack, a lot of window dressing with. Um, and just like, I think for me, like I wouldn't get enough out of it to make it worthwhile. Like yeah. there's other, other places I can put my time into like, and I, and the big thing is I'm trying to focus on me, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, and like the people around me, you know, like I'm trying to better us and like in the grand scheme of things. Okay. This is might be controversial. Oh, let's in hear the, it. Let's in, hear it. In the grand scheme of things, like one person, like one person can change a lot, but like, I'm a little guy right now, you know, like, and I'm trying to become like somebody bigger, you know, but like in the grand scheme of things, one person normally can't just change like everything around them, especially at first. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I'm trying to just like focus on myself and then, you know, create betterment within this, uh, society. And that's why, like, I think it's really cool with like businesses and stuff. And like, when you see like lesser tax laws, you actually will see some things where like, businesses are doing things to be able to like support um you know organizations around um you know like wherever their community is because they get tax incentives and uh like write-offs by being able by being able to give uh money to you know certain charitable organizations yeah 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 so like on the topic of that i mean we're, we're really going down the rabbit hole of taxation right now um, but you know, I, this is important, you know, our country literally was formed because, uh, people were being taxed without representation. Okay. So I think this actually yeah. is a very important topic and so much so that, you know, this last weekend during finals week here at Iowa, there was some protests going on and uh, I went around and photographed some of the, uh, chalking and spray paint, you know, 
and such that was being uh you know put on the ground and such and someone had said taxation is a crime uh in general so um the, the, this is definitely something people very, very uh feel rather very strongly about and i think it is very important but um i don't know J just just to beat the ho dead horse one more time um you're going you you're interested in real estate correct yes so how does hey, how does taxation Oh, you go, oh, okay. you go, go ahead. Go. Go ahead. No, I insist you nine. Okay. No, I was just going to say like anybody listening, like two things that are guaranteed in life, you're going to pay taxes and you're going to die. Like those are two things. And you might not necessarily need to understand it, but you need to like have a broad understanding or at least have somebody on your team that understands it, that can really help guide you. And that's why I think it's really important to learn it. Cause I'm, I mean, there's so much to learn in it. Like literally the tax code is thousands of pages long. Mm -hmm. but uh like only like a lot of it is incentives for you to be a business owner for you to go out and get properties like there's a like all all that code is like basically how can you help the like the government wants you to do certain things they give incentives to people that do these certain things that are like perceived like riskier owning real estate for example, you get tons of tax law benefits with it. And um, that's something that will literally like create wealth for you and being able to defer taxes to a later date if you guys ever heard of a 1031 tax exchange. So I can talk about that real quick. So say you bought a house for like $100,000 and you have to own it for over a year. Like you have to uh, like rent it out or whatever for like rent it out to somebody for over a year but on that year you could sell it you can let's say you sold it for 125,000 you should be taxed on that game it's called a capital gains tax that's why flippers are taxed and they're normally taxed at a higher rate but real estate investors a true investor is somebody that can defer that 125 and now roll it over. Now you could put that in a down payment. Maybe like you put that $125,000 into a down payment for like a million dollar commercial property and you didn't pay any taxes. And this is something that wealthy people do is because you can defer it to a later date and literally you could do it on like defer it till death. So, and a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. So when you look at it, present value versus like, future value the dollar today because of inflation if you guys know like it'll be less so you're going to technically play pay significantly less tax all right all right tax so i think in terms of uh, like just sum up everything we're talking about we're just talking about financial literacy okay and most importantly like how um that is not taught in our educational systems you yeah. know yeah it's not um, so with that being said, I mean, this is like my second to last question here that, 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 that transition was too far. Um, that being said, uh, do you, what are your thoughts about our current education system? And do you think financial literacy is something that should be taught in schools? All right. So first off, if you live in a capitalistic society, they need people to not be quote unquote woke because somebody has got to work. At the end of the day, someone's, someone's got to be the worker. So they're not going to teach it in our, uh, you know, education system, uh, point blank period. Um, now, should it? Of course, because, but the, the thing is, is a lot of people will just teach you, oh, get a 401k, um, just save your money. And like, that's like, that's cool for people that are educated. But the whole point is you want to become educated and be like, I want to be in charge of myself creating wealth. That's the biggest thing. Like I want to own physical assets because I want to be able to set up my family, my kids for a successful future. And uh, like you can do that because there's so many incentives by being a true investor instead of like just throwing money in something that's like safer or like, you know, different things like that. Um, but what was the other question? Sorry. Oh, um, you kind of answered it already. And uh, do you think financial literacy should be in, uh, taught in schools? Which you yeah, answered. I, I think, yes, it should. But like, they're just, when you think about it, it's like- We need cogs in the system, okay? Yeah, and and this is something that we talk about. Like, it's the matrix, bro. And uh, like, it's really like cool when you like figure out like 
all right, at least there's more to life. And that's what like reading books and there's so many educational things out there for you to at least learn. And, but don't jump in right away. Just educate yourself. I think like, that's one thing. Um, uh, just going back to your matrix comment uh, or comment uh, rather uh, for a second, um, something or someone I look up to, you know, they go by the name of Andrew Tate. I'm not sure if you are familiar with the, the businessman himself. Um, but you know, he's American, uh, black man, you know, lives in Romania now and just does what he does to make hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Okay. As he would say, um, my job is to now flex on the brokies, uh, cause I, I have that much money. Um, you know, I got you money. Okay. Um, as some would say, and, um, something he had uh, brought up is, is literally the whole concept, you know? But, but he framed it as he is literally Morpheus. You know, he has courses that he does for free at times, literally showing people the various ways that he actually makes money or like how he literally funded his Bugatti, uh, you know, Chiron, you know, that he just bought $5 million USD or what have you, or whatever it may be, you know, whether that's taxation, as we talked about here, or the books you should read, just how to be a well-rounded individual in every asset or facet rather that word, that's the right word. And um, just how to be a good person. Yet no one takes the advice. You know, uh, I think like that's the one thing that uh, I guess I would like to change in this world. Because uh, obviously someone like you said, Naeem, someone has to be, you know, a, a player in the game. We can't all be game developers. OK, that's another way of saying it for those of you exactly. out there. That's really good. But um, that being said, there are definitely ways to like make your life more comfortable. OK, I do. I, I don't think half of our nation plus should be living paycheck to paycheck out here but yeah i, I, I and, oh you just gotta realize that like and this is a big thing a lot of people are fearful oh big time educated, and a lot of people don't want to spend the time doing it because they think it's like hard or it's it's whatnot. easier but just like, to be broke people are you don't lazy. have to do anything and like there's a stigma with being wealthy and there's a difference between wealthy and rich i firmly believe like rich is kind of like what you see online with people posting but that but that person that's rich could technically be wealthy but um or there's only wealthy people could be rich but rich people cannot be wealthy yeah that's the way to put it mm -hmm. so wealthy people are people who are like investors that are like you know for example let's say uh what's the dude that live in lives in uh omaha the the oh um oh uh, what's uh, warren buffett yeah warren buffett for example like he drives like a 20 or 2005 car or like something. a volvo I've seen a picture of it and like he lives in like a two hundred thousand dollar house like that's like the example of being wealthy like he could live in a quadrillion dollar house like you know for example but and he might he might have one i don't know but just from the picture that I seen, so like wealthy people are conscious of their spending habits. It's called the savings gap. Like how can, how, so let's say you made $40,000 a year and you spend 20,000 a year. How can you increase your wealth to like 80,000, but still live at the 20,000? Yeah. And that's a lot, that's of people, a, a lot of people suffer, suffer with that. Lifestyle like inflation. Yeah. 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 And it's like the rat race. And that's what a lot of people, cause you're getting a, a raise each year. And then you're like, oh, I can afford this now. But it's like, no, you can't. Yeah. And now you're living a paycheck to paycheck. And that's why 79% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. And it's not because of the amount of money they make. It's because of their spending habits. You know, I know a lot of them, a yeah. lot of them, a lot of them, at least like there are people that make significantly less. Mm -hmm. too. No, I, I know people personally who are making, you know, drastic cuts. Uh, to their own ways of life, you know, just to, you know, be able to fund, you know, basic things. So I do know this to be the reality for it is the experience in which I have seen myself. And on this podcast, uh, I like to speak from experience and facts and such, and rather uh, not so much uh, speculation. So with all that being said, I mean, nine, we could keep going forever and ever. Yeah. But uh, looking at the uh, how long we've been going thus far, uh, it's looking like we got 51 minutes on the clock. <laughs> So um, I, I think we have rambled on for enough enough time. So um, before I get your final comments, concerns, and any questions you have for me, um, I just want to summarize, you know, what, what we talked about today. So in essence, you know, we talked about three main things, you know, um, one, uh, how to get your money up, you know, the life of being a college kid, and most importantly, from Naeem's perspective, you know, uh, what it's like to be a college athlete and such. 
uh, and then that moved into you know wealth creation and uh, business moves, uh, and and which which ultimately led its way to like education and uh, whether that be about you know taxes or the actual books you read uh, in class or the number of degrees you obtain. So um, yeah. I'm not even sure if those were on topic or not, but we're just going to go with them. So with that being said, Naeem, um, l- let me hear your final thoughts. Um, what did you think about your experience today? And um, do you have any questions for me? Yeah, man, I just appreciate you letting me come on. And sorry if I bored you guys at all today. But like, honestly, like for anybody listening, it's something that like will affect you regardless either way. So you need to make sure whether you're trying to run a business, you set it up right. You know, you're around the right people. You got to stay motivated. You got, you want to like keep getting better each day. So, um, no, nah, man, I, I mean, I just, I just, uh, really appreciate you letting me come on, talk about, you know, my podcast too. So you make sure you guys check that out. I will put it um, in the description below. So do check yeah. it out. I mean, yeah, I, I've plugged it on episodes before. I've screen recorded and yeah, showed the people yeah. on YouTube how to find it specifically. So yeah, you you have I've seen that, so it's much appreciated, man. Um, but really, I mean, I don't have no questions for you because we just I just had you on the podcast and we talked about your experience. So indeed, but, man, I, I look forward to us just continuing to talk talk with each other going forward. And you're my brother, so you know I'll always be with you, man. I love you so. Hey, love you too, bro. Virtual uh, handshake dap up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This this is weird. But um, yeah. So with all that being said, uh, thanks for watching today's episode, episode 72 of the Positivity Hour. And uh, on your way out the door, make sure you like, subscribe, unsubscribe, hit, comment, follow, unfollow, uh, share, report. You know, I don't care what you do. You know, as long as you're staying positive at the end of the day, uh, that's all that matters. Or at least trying, okay? Just try to live a better life tomorrow than you are today. And all of that comes with just uh, realizing the opportunities you got. But uh, I really need to end this. I'm going to keep on rambling. So peace out, y'all. And uh, keep moving forward, as TJ Hunt says. Woo! <laughs>